Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. At the victory! Glorious praise then. God is good to us. He is a great God and greatly to be praised. You all can be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and then the Bible says he has seated us in heavenly places in him right where those spiritual blessings are we are grateful just to be here Uh, brother Daniel I think I need some more in these monitors here thank you sir Um, we are having some technical difficulties so if people oh we are up now yes all right well, welcome in live, uh, e-congregation. We're glad that, that you are with us, uh, whether you're worshiping with us online or worshiping with us here in the sanctuary. We are glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We're grateful that you are here in the building. If you're here uh, during this uh, unprecedented time, we're masked up, we're socially distanced, but, uh, but we're here. And those who are online, we're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together. Uh, Even when it doesn't act quite like we want it to, uh, you're you're here better late than never. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible each week for us to worship together virtually. If you are visiting with us, we would ask if you're able and if you don't mind, would you stand so we can see who you are? God bless you. Glad to have you. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, would you? Make them feel welcome. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome. 
Come on. We welcome you into Mount Calvary. what we're about revealing the glory of God's kingdom and here's how we're doing it through the power of Jesus you're here. Let me make just a few observations at this point in the worship experience and then the choir will come and lead us further. Uh, Brother Derek Moyer's funeral is going to be this Friday, this Friday, pardon me, this Saturday at 11 o'clock, this Saturday at 11 o'clock. Uh, Brother Rick Moyer, please keep Miss Debbie and that entire family in your prayers and let's support with our presence if possible. We do have a note of thanks from Ms. Riri and Ms. Andrews uh, who thank us for our prayers and they wanted to let us know that they miss being with us. Um, let's see, Elder Scott, did I dream that I got a message from you or did I get a message about resuming Sunday school? Got you. Okay, was that, I, I just dreamt that? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> gotcha, okay. Yes, my wife and I were on a vacation last week, so things, you know, everything is kind of cloudy, foggy. I'm not back yet, is the, that's the, yeah. All right. Um, Minister Christie, you and Deacon Reggie, y'all have an anniversary? Is it today? 40 years, huh? Happy anniversary. Wow, y'all got married when you were six. That's nice. That's <laughs> Brother Pat Boone, you had a birthday this week too, didn't you? 66. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Awesome. Did y'all hear that? They got news on Wednesday. Uh, Deacon Reggie is all cleared of cancer. Praise God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. God is great. Uh, would you keep Brother Gaston Howard in your prayers uh, and, and make the adjustment on your sick list? He is at ProMedica in Kettering, room 303. He is, uh, he's been moved to the same room as his mother, Mrs. Minnie Howard, uh, Gaston Howard, Jr., at ProMedica of Kettering. Uh, also, Brother Anthony Jenkins, who is at Grandview Hospital, keep him in your prayers as well. Uh, I got word this morning that uh, Dr. Ann Spann, Reverend uh, Dr. Ann Spann, that's uh, Minister James Zetta's sister, who, uh, who was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, she passed this week. Uh, would you keep Minister James Zetta and that family in your prayers? Her funeral is going to be on Friday uh, in Richmond, Kentucky. 
Also, I ask you all to pray uh, for Miss Ann Grady and, uh, and Miss Jeanette's uh, brother. A couple of weeks ago, he was in a, a car accident, and um, he, is, he, is, he is progressing. He's still in the hospital, but while he was in the hospital, his wife passed. Uh, so would you keep that family in your prayers? Uh, her funeral is going to be on Friday as well. You can turn to John chapter 2. That's where we're going for our study today. John chapter 2. The choir is going to come and lead us further in worship, and then we will go on into John 2.
are you grateful to have a God that you can call anytime? Yeah. John chapter 2. Beginning at verse 1. Reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. Thank you, ma'am. And it's here on the screen if you need it. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Verses 1 through 11 of John chapter 2, you may be seated. Believe it or not, already we have come to the first Sunday of September, 2022. 35 Sundays God has brought us through this year already. Two hundred forty-seven days he's kept us just in 2022. God has been good to us. I've told you over the last few weeks that as we close out this year, if the Lord says the same, we are going to close out studying some of what the Bible says about prayer. We're going to be studying and practicing the instructions that the Lord has left us in his word about prayer, about our communication with him. As your pastor, it is necessary for us to take a look, in my humble estimation, at what the Bible says about prayer, because there is so much misinformation and malpractice in the use of prayer. When if we would stick to the word, God has provided everything we need to know about our communication with him. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be laying a foundation for that prayer study. 
a foundation of faith because we cannot even begin to embark on a study about prayer without talking about believing. Paul asked the Roman church, how then shall they call on him in whom they haven't believed? We can't even effectively call on him without our belief lining up. We've got to deal with what we believe. You know what the Bible says. Whatever you ask in prayer, this is Mark chapter 11, believe, right? All things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive, right? Then the, Hebrew, the, the writer of Hebrews comes along and he reminds us, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And last week we looked at the blind beggar, y'all remember? The blind beggar whose faith wouldn't let him stop crying out to Jesus. Even though everybody else told him, be quiet, leave Jesus alone, he cried out all the more. You remember the miracle that John recorded in his gospel. As a matter of fact, John's gospel contains several of Jesus' miracles and when he is wrapping up his book, John chapter 20, at verse 30, uh, John writes this. He says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe. Right? He says, I wrote these miracles down that I witnessed so that you would believe, that you would believe, first of all, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and secondly, that believing, you may have life in his name. So we're going to look at the miracles of Jesus as recorded in the Gospel of John over the next few weeks to help our belief, to bolster our faith, to lay the foundation for believing prayer. In the familiar passage of Scripture that we read today, the beloved disciple John, he records what he says is the first miracle of Jesus. It is what John calls in verse 12 the beginning of miracles Jesus did at Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. We've already discovered John's purpose for writing it. John's purpose for recording the miracle, we're already given the end game so that we would believe. Well, let me preach for just a little while on our way to the table from this subject, trust and obey. Say that with me, trust and obey. That's going to be our hymn for the month, by the way. I'm serving everybody notice. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. All right, everybody's got six days to go look it up, Google it, and let's get ready for it next week, all right? Let's dive in and see what the Spirit is saying to us in this miracle story. The passage opens, on the third day after he came into Galilee, there was a marriage at Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. 
Apparently she had been invited to the wedding along with her son, Jesus, and the disciples that he has so far, and everybody apparently was having a good time for a while. You have to understand this is an ancient marriage after Jewish custom, right? Not, uh, not an American marriage that lasts 30 minutes to an hour and then we go to the reception, we dance for a few hours, we go home. No, this is Jewish tradition and it wasn't a get in, get out. Uh, the wedding celebration would have lasted for several days and apparently the number of guests at the wedding coupled with the time that they've been partying has resulted in a difficult complication. And really that's our first point in this lesson. Sometimes there will arise in the midst of your party a difficult complication. And their difficult complication is lack. They have run out of wine. The celebration has hit a snag. The party has run into a wall. This affair has met an obstacle. They have run out of wine. They are experiencing lack. Now, don't get caught up. Uh, let me... Let me just give out the warning now uh, for all of those who would take this and run with it uh, and plan your party around the wine. Don't get caught up there and don't get caught up in the minutia of the circumstance. I hear you. Uh, is John really trying to tell us that running out of drink at a party is a big deal? I mean... John, is that the best you have? I believe that the text is trying to teach us something deeper than that. Look at the broader picture. There will come a time in all of our lives when we are faced with the difficult complication that what we have is inadequate. There will come a time when what we're depending on will run out. A time when what we have and what we need don't match up. And that touches everybody. No matter who you are, what your perceived need is, sometimes we all find ourselves surrounded by lack and shortage. Now that doesn't mean you have to live in the lack, it, but in everybody's life, we are at times surrounded by lack and shortage. And I don't know what you're short of today or what you feel short of today. There are some of us in here whose uh, shortage is money. Right? Bills due, tuition due, rent due, money is low. As a matter of fact, before you even got your paycheck, every dollar already had somebody else's name on it. And if it's not the bill collector, then it's family members, children, cousins, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles standing in line. They know you got paid last week. <laughs> I won't mention any names, but somebody I'm married to said when she was a kid, 
<laughs> she knew when her mama got paid and she knew when her daddy got paid. Maybe your shortage isn't money. Maybe you find yourself in a shortage of peace this morning. With all that's been going on in your life, you've had to adjust to the job changes, to the, to the changing family dynamic, to your own family struggles. You've had to adjust to the pandemic. You've had to adjust. Uh, there's national unrest going on. There's international uncertainty. There's economic worries on top of police brutality, not to even mention the pain in your body and the war going on in your mind. You just find that the peace you once had is gone. I don't know what, what your shortage is today. Fear and desperation, anxiety and worry have seemingly taken over your existence. I don't, I don't know what your shortage is. Maybe it's a shortage in health. Maybe it's a lack of joy. Maybe it's a shortage of wisdom. But whatever your situation, I have come to encourage you that like Jesus' mother in this story, you can live above the shortage because you know what to do when a difficult complication arises would you look at somebody and tell them I know what to do when a difficult complication arises you see while everybody else has to figure out what to do while the others are panicking or bewildered or befuddled at the situation, what Mother Mary does is significant as we learn from this story the Bible says that Jesus' mother says to him they have no wine. Now, that brings us to our second point this morning. I'm almost done. When a difficult complication arises, remember, you have, and here it is, number two, you have direct communication with the one who can make a difference. That's prayer. That's prayer, right? Now, I know it may not look like prayer in the text because there is no record of Mary saying, Dear Lord Jesus, we come unto thee as humbly as we know how, head bowed and body bent, thanking you for last night's lying down and for this morning's early rising. No, she doesn't go through all that. But I was taught, y'all taught me in Mount Calvary Sunday school classes, y'all taught me that prayer was just talking to God. Y'all taught me I didn't have to come in a certain way. Just talk to him. And that's exactly what Mary does. She communicates directly with Jesus. After all, she is his mother. They are in relationship. They have a bond. They are linked by blood. And so when she needs him, all she's got to do is call him. She has access to direct communication. Now, I know that seems simple and trite, but I just want to remind you today, those who are in the sanctuary, those who are worshiping online, I want to remind you that you and Jesus are in relationship if you're saved. You and Jesus have a bond. You and Jesus are linked by blood. Is anybody in here blood washed? Blood bought? Blood cleansed? 
You are a child of the Almighty God through Jesus, his son. And when you face a difficult complication in life, I want you to know that you have direct access to direct communication. You don't have to wait for pastor. You don't have to wait for Deacon Wortham. You don't have to wait to get in somebody's prayer line. I've said it before, no offense to my Catholic brothers and sisters, but when I need him, all I got to do is call him. I don't have to go through St. Anne, St. Anthony, St. Joseph, St. Francis, St. Joan, St. Michael, St. Patrick, St. Peter, or even Mother Mary. We have direct connection. direct communication we can pray <laughs> I can call him in the morning y'all say I can call him in the middle of the night and I don't want to get too deep into this not yet but would you look at Mary's prayer it's simple and it's to the point please notice what Mary says Jesus they have no wine she doesn't have to butter him up she doesn't have to prime the pump she doesn't have to send up praises so blessings will come down she doesn't have to give him a special offering she just presents the problem to Jesus. I don't want to be too long, um, but I do. I, I, just check out, check out what she doesn't say. Mary is wise enough to just tell Jesus the issue. She doesn't have to try to tell him how to fix it. She doesn't try to tell him what to do. She doesn't offer suggestions on how he can make it right. She just says, Jesus, the wine is gone. I know, I know, I know. I know, I, I recognize that in that book you read on prayer I, I know that in the prayer seminar I recognize that in modern in this modern Christian movement we have been taught don't pray the problem pray the answer I get it, I understand I understand that we should watch the words that come out of our mouths because there is power in them. But here's my question. What do you do when you don't know what to do? How are you going to pray a solution when you don't know what the solution is? There are too many of us going to God thinking that we know the solution trying to tell God how to do what we think he ought to do 
in the time we say he ought to do it. But Mary is smart enough to realize that she doesn't have the plan, but she's in direct communication with somebody who knows what to do and how to do and when to, she is well acquainted with somebody who's got the power to do something about the difficult complication she is not living in the shortage she, see, she sees beyond it check out Mary she's got a history that'll get her through this she knows the power of God. Listen. Remember when the angel was sent to her from God, that angel Gabriel, and delivered the message to her, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. You'll call his name Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be called the son of the highest. The Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. The Holy Ghost will come on you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the son of God. And Mary responds in Winston translation, well, I've never known a man. I'm a virgin, but I'm the Lord's servant. So be it unto me as you have said. She's never seen Jesus perform a miracle. She's never seen him do anything like this. But she heard something. Remember what John said? This is the beginning of miracles. She hasn't seen him do anything but she knows what she heard. She heard the angel say that this is the son of the highest. She heard the angel say that he would rule. She heard. She hadn't seen him do, but she had heard. Ah, once again, here's the reminder that faith comes by. Uh-huh. And hearing She'd never seen him do anything like this. She didn't know what to expect, but she expected something. I do have a question. Is there anybody in this sanctuary today, anybody who's worshiping virtually today, anybody at all who can say, listen, I don't know how God is going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know where he's going to do it. As a matter of fact, I can honestly tell you, I don't even know what he is going to do. But I know he's going to do something. Is that anybody's testimony? Come here, Twinkie Clark, and tell us your testimony. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I see the invisible, and I feel the intangible. The sky is the limit. I think I've told y'all before there was a time in my walk with Christ where I did not understand the phrase, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. As a young man, I didn't get that talking about any way you know I don't want any way blessing 
But now as a middle-aged man, I understand a little better that any way he blesses me. Listen, now I know that I don't know everything. I don't understand everything. I don't see everything. I don't always have the big picture. And I know now that he knows more than I do. And so I can say, any way you bless me. I don't know what you're going to do about my kids, Lord, but you gave them to me. <laughs> Jesus answers his mother, and it sounds to us disrespectful, but in the original language, it is not disrespectful. He says, woman, what is that to us? King James said, what have I to do with thee? But it can be understood. What does them running out of wine have to do with you and me? Why are you telling me this? My hour is not yet come. My time to act, to show myself for who I really am, it hasn't come yet. He says to her in Winston translation, let me do this my way. He's not trying to discourage her. He is simply saying, I got this. I know when to act. I know what to do. And I know when to do it. All you have to do is trust me. Somebody shout, believe. believe. Saints, he is saying the same thing to us this morning. Trust me. I got this. I know what to do. I know when to do it. He is saying to us today, your emergency is not my emergency. May I help you out? Just because you're panicked doesn't mean God is. As a matter of fact, I can pretty much guarantee that he's not panicked. You're biting your nails, you're up walking the floor, you're losing your hair, your blood pressure's up, your spirits are down, you're worried about the deadline, worried about your pride, worried about what people are going to think, worried about what people will say, and Jesus is just saying, trust me, I got this. In my time, not yours. I know you get tired of me saying it. I know you get tired of me referring to what the old saints used to say. But the longer I live, the more I understand that they knew what they were talking about. When they said, you cannot, you can't hurry God. <laughs> you just have to wait. You got to trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes. The truth is, he's a God you can't hurry. <laughs> but he'll be there. Don't you worry. He may not 
come when you want him. <laughs> but he's always on time. And Mary, being as wise as she is, doesn't say another word to Jesus. She doesn't try to bargain with him. She doesn't ask him what his plan is. She doesn't even answer his question. She just turns to the servants and says, whatever he says, do it. That's our third point. Today, and we'll go on to the table. Not only are we presented with a difficult complication, not only do we see direct communication, but here we see number three diligent compliance. You know what compliance is, don't you? It's when you simply obey. She turns to the servants and says, Whatever he says, do do it. Mary is saying obey him. Comply. Do what he says. You may not understand what he tells you to do, but do it. You may not comprehend it, but obey him. In other words, Get ready, because I don't know what Jesus is going to ask of you. It may sound foolish. You may not get it. You might not agree with it. It may make no sense at all, but obey and get ready. And the Lord is saying to us today, to those of us who are learning to live beyond the lack, to those who are learning how to deal with those difficult complications that life throws at us, he is saying, you have to be willing to obey. To prepare, please hear me, to prepare for what shall be while you're looking at what is. I'm going to say it again. You have to be ready to prepare for what shall be even while you're looking at what is. That's a hard prescription to take. It's hard for us to prepare for what we can't see to get ready for what we don't have. <laughs> to start preparing for my healing while I'm in pain. Oh, y'all gonna hear me. To start preparing for my marriage while I'm still single. To start preparing for my child's deliverance ah, while they're still in bondage. It's hard to get ready for my breakthrough while I'm still going through. 
It's difficult. It's difficult. It's, it is a challenge to thank him for victory while you're still in the battle. To praise him for joy while you're still depressed. To thank him for wine when you still have water. You've got to trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Would you encourage somebody while you help me wrap this up and tell them I know it still looks like water. But you can get ready for wine. <laughs> I still tithe because though I see water, I'm expecting wine. I haven't given up on praying because while I see water, I'm expecting wine. I didn't throw them out there because while I see water, I'm expecting wine. Let me close. Don't be fooled by what you see. Because we don't walk by faith, by, by sight. We walk by faith. And just because you see water now, doesn't mean it's going to be water always. You might look foolish, but just do what he tells you to do. You might look crazy, but just do what he tells you to do. You might get laughed at, but keep on doing what he tells you to do. They may talk about you and scandalize your name but you just do what he tells you to do you may look foolish it's alright the servants look foolish when they fill six stone water pots they fill them to the brim and they fill them with water they look crazy when they dipped out water from the pots and took it to the governor of the feast they look real crazy because they didn't take wine they took water but can I tell you something all of their crazy was justified when the governor of the feast took a taste and he didn't taste water but he tasted wine somewhere between filling the pots somewhere between dipping the water out what they had became what they needed I don't know how I don't know where I don't know when but Jesus took water and made wine out of it you keep asking 
you keep praying, you keep believing, you keep fasting, you keep giving, you keep hoping, you keep worshiping, somehow, somehow, what you need is on the way. Somehow. I don't know how he did it. I don't know where he did it. And I really don't care. All I know is he made a way when my back was against the wall and it looked like it was over. Can I tell you something? That's just how he rolls. That's just what he does. It looked, y'all know I'm going here. It looked like it was over when they arrested him in the garden. It looked like it was over when they led him from judgment hall to judgment hall. It looked like it was over when they put a crown of thorns on his head, when they nailed him to the cross. It looked like it was over when he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders and he gave up the ghost. Sure enough, it was over when they put him in the grave. But the record is early on Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with all power. Don't go by what it looks like. Don't go by what the report is. Just trust and obey. I need your help today. Look at somebody and preach it to them. Trust and obey. No, say it like a preacher. Trust and obey. Reverend Wilson, I got this from you. Has thou not known? Haven't you heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't faint. He doesn't get tired. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths will faint. Even the young men will fall. But, but, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. That wasn't yours. All right, be not weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you don't faint if you don't pass out you'll get what's coming to you that's not yours he knows how to turn water to wine he knows how to turn bitter to sweet he knows how to turn test into testimony he knows how to turn a setback into a comeback good day Mount Calvary thank you for listening to me I got a plane to catch but now 
unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think or even imagine somebody shout I believe That's why you keep, that's why you keep on keeping on. That's, that's why you still worship him. That's why you still praise him. That's why you still give. That's why you still pray. That's why you still study. Because you believe. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do something. And whatever he does is all right with me. but then they had to sell it and it's no longer a Christian organization although they call it that and I've been waiting on the Lord to deliver me from that place it's been causing me depression anxiety I've been crying I'm, I'm waiting though and people keep telling me you ought to just leave but the Lord has not told me to leave yet. But he reminded me earlier in this week that he's got me. And he's on his way. It might not happen tomorrow. 
It might not even happen next week. But I believe. My breakthrough is coming. So far, I almost said some bad things. But that's where the obeying comes. I'm just going to trust and obey. And I promise you, thank you for that word on the day. I promise you, he's going to move me from that place to full-time ministry like I've been asking him. But I'm going to wait on him. If you're here today and you're not saved, you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But upon hearing his word on the day and God touching you in your heart, you want to give yourself to Christ. If you're here today and you want to do that, put your hand in the air someone will come out to you. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says thou shall be saved. Not you might. No, you shall be saved. If you're online watching, and you want to give your life to Jesus, just type, type it in the chat. Someone is looking at it right now, and they will contact you. But if you're in the house, and you want to make a decision for Christ on today, just put your hand in, in the air. Someone will come to you and walk you through how you can become saved. That's the first call. But the second call, if you're here today and God has directed you to become a part of this body of Christ, the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, the Calvary Nation, if God has directed you here to be a part of this congregation, put your hand in the air. If God wants you to be here, we need you here. We want you here. Put your hand in the air. Someone will come and direct you. And even if you're online watching and you want to become a part of this congregation, just type, type it in the chat. Someone will contact you. You might be thinking that you can clean yourself up. You might think that you're not worthy of the calling he's calling you by today. But you can't clean yourself up. You need Christ. Amen.
We thank God for Jesus. And here, typically on the first Sundays, we commemorate the Lord's Supper, remembering what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. And on our way to the table, let's recommit ourselves to each other and to the Lord by way of our church covenant. I'll read the first part marked leader, and you all read the second part marked congregation and so on until we get to the last part which we will read together. If you're able, would you stand with us? Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of our faith having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. To promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines. And regularly, to the support of its ministry, the expenses of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel to all nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion to religiously educate our children to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world. Faithful in our engagements and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to abstain from anything that the Bible calls and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember one another in prayer, to aid one another in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy in feeling and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Let the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you are new to Mount Calvary or if you're visiting 
we practice what is known here as open communion. That is to say, you do not have to be a member of this congregation to partake with us. What we do ask is that you would do as the Apostle Paul has told us, that is, let a man examine himself, and so let him eat. You are not examining yourself to see if you have sinned since last first Sunday. That does not require examination. What you're examining yourself to see is where you stand in relation to what Jesus has done about that sin problem. If you are part of the Father's family through Jesus Christ, wherever the household, you are welcome at our Father's table. Has everyone been served who wishes to be? Is there anyone? Say it. From day to day. That's good to hear. It will never. that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the remission, for the payment for sins. Now take and drink all of it. The blood. Come on. That gives me strength. Will. 
never lose, never lose its power. Come on, testify. Oh, it reaches. the highest mountain I'm so glad that it flows thank God it flows to the lowest valley nothing but the love that gives me strength from day
or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.